Hola, 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 and hola. welcome to Ayuda. I failed Spanish. Uh, Friday edition. Hallelujah, it is Friday. This podcast is for all of you guys who tanked Spanish class, but it is also dedicated to all of the fun elements of teaching Spanish. I am Jameson, your new virtual Spanish teacher, and join me and my guest as we try our darndest to teach Michael, mi estudiante or Miguel, as much conversational Spanish as we can in one summer. Miguel, last week we pretty much dove into more of the building blocks of Spanish, and as you know, my goal is to focus a bit more on how to do conversational Spanish than it is to give you all of the grammatical reasons and logic uh, week by week. So not as much concerned about grammar, but more concerned with how you can communicate. Now you've studied Spanish here and there throughout school, but now your goal is to focus on using it and speaking it in your life. Why? Well, because, you know, big picture, um, I'm tired of not being able to speak Spanish when people come up to me speaking Spanish. But, um, you know, for the short term, uh, I am going to Mexico with Judy, as you know, if you've listened to episode three. Yeah. And so I'm excited about that trip, but I I will be um, that much more excited if I will be able to immerse myself in the culture just a little bit more than, you know, um, inner, you know, just, you know, interacting with it or just like eating foods and going places and seeing things. I kind of want to, uh, I think you said this in a previous episode, make it personal, right? Like I want, yeah. I want to make it personal. And to me, language is one of the most personal things. Yeah, totally. Use it and lose it or not use it and lose it, use it or lose it. Uh, <laughs> that's critical. Great. Could you imagine we <laughs> no. just keep using yeah. Spanish and it disappears the more we use it? Uh, we'd be, the opposite is true. Exactly. What if the opposite was true? <laughs> I oh would stop. It'd be like three episodes and we're done. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining. Now you know no Spanish. Oh, uh, my yeah, use it or lose it. Make it personal as well. Use it or lose it and make yeah. it personal for sure. Yeah. Uh, quick update. Do you have any updates on how the trip to Mexico is going? Any planning or thoughts from you and our dear producer, yeah. Judy? Yes, yes, yes. We took many pasos the other day. Did you? Um, the other noche, noches. Um, la noche, sí. Yeah, la noches. And um, on a, we went on a walk. And on that walk, I, you know, we, we were just discussing the fact that the borders are still kind of closed. And, um, you know, then we just started thinking, why Mexico? Not because there's any, we have anything against it, but like, just why Mexico? Mm-hmm. Um, I th- and then you know, in episode three, um, you we just talked about, um, wait, what, where did, what did you, what place did we mention? Madrid. Madrid. Yeah. And you said that we would love it. So I'm like, okay, you know, maybe, I, maybe we just keep it open, you know? Yeah. So, so that's, that's an update, I guess. I mean, just the mindset of the trip, who knows at this point, but yeah. I want to, I, we have intention to go somewhere that is a Spanish speaking place. I love it. Well, and my, my thought is, uh, I don't know much about Mexico. I do know like bits and pieces. I could tell you about the, uh, civil war and, or the revolution that occurred in 1912. There's a, play that i mentioned a few episodes back that i love nosotros somos dios uh but 
I'm excited that we're doing this with you guys going to Mexico because I'm also doing a whole bunch of research and work to know a bit more about the culture so that I can pass it on to you guys and prep you as best as we can. But thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. They're not a mijo. Oh, mijo. That's a word that I love. I'm going to throw it at you right now. Mijo. Mijo. Yeah. M E I J No. M E I J O. M I J. It's M I J O. Mijo. It's a. Yeah. It's a contraction almost. It's a the combination of mi hijo, so like my son. Um, mm. They'll often say like I mijo or mija. Like it's an endearing way to say like my son, my daughter. Um, but I love that one. I do that's, enjoy it. Um, when you said that, that's what I felt. Yeah. Because I heard hijo, but then you said me, so I then I guess I just like heard like my you know my son, but. It felt more like my bro, my brother. Yeah. Tio is a way. Oh, so Tio, here's another. We're just going for a couple of randos today. But uh, cool. Tio in Spain is slang for dude. So like, I que tal Tio? Mm-hmm. And then the equivalent of that in Costa Rica is my. My. M-A-A-E. My. Cool. My. So you got a lot of ways to say dude. Um. Yeah, so that's where we are. Today, my goal is to give you a one more big uh, building block that we can have so that we can play with the language a bit more. And those are your subject pronouns, which I'm hoping you already know a few of them. I just want to explain a little bit of how they work and what they are for anybody listening that needs a little bit of a recap. Sound good? Mm-hmm. Yes. Excelente. Before we dive into that last episode, we talked about a lot of stuff, specifically formality and casual versus formal. So Miguel, what do you remember from being formal? Um, That, you know, depending on the setting and the time of day and the greeting, you would um, say, you know, if if you're saying good day, instead of saying, you know, buenos dias, you you could say muy buenos dias. And then, um, or you could say muy buenos dias usted instead of to, you can use usted over to for a more formal, um, respectful way to address someone before um, either the relationship reaches a certain status or they, t- you know, kind of flat out tell you that they can, that you can refer to them as to, um, which I think is, um, we referred to as, well, pues tu te arme is the phrase. Oh my but- gosh, Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that concept, the verb, uh, tutearse, is to use two with one another. That being said, you asked a question if we could use it with your pets. Did I end up finding the answer? No, but it did remind me because mi perrito, well, he's not a perrito, he's not a puppy, he's a he's an old dog. Oliver mm. Papito is sitting next to me, lying with the bark collar on, and this is my plea to you listeners. Guys, <laughs> it's not getting better. <laughs> And I can't, like, push myself to use this bark collar, so please, por favor, uh, <laughs> let me know. What are your tips? Uh, or if Ayuda. you're in Chattanooga, Ayuda, if you're in Chattanooga, what are you willing to do to help me? Is that you're going to swing by and babysit my dog? <laughs> <laughs> are you going to be my trainer for my dog? Help, oh. help, help. Ayuda, Ayuda, Ayuda. <laughs> All right, well, hey, before we dive into the lesson today, I put out a challenge a while back on our listeners or potential listeners. Hopefully you guys are listening. Um, 
that you guys would give us some suggestions of what you want to hear on this podcast things. Those of you, if you've been a student of mine or a student of Spanish in general that you thought would be helpful for our new student, Miguel, to know. Um, and somebody wrote the concept of a false cognate. Michael, what is a cognate? Do you remember? Yeah, a cognate, I mean, see, um, senor, a cognate <laughs> is when those words um, that are in two different languages, in our case, Spanish and English, Espanol y Inglés, um, that um, are spelled similarly, sound similar, and they look the same, you know, they look similar. Um, everything about them is similar, including their meaning, which is, you know, like, I guess an example would be N, that oh, means yeah. in, on, or at, um, which kind of, it does sound in, N, you know, I'm on, N. So, I guess, there you go. Cognate, I love it. Boom. Exactly. So... Then somebody said the idea of a false cognate and a mm -hmm. false cognate, if we're being logical, uh, could be explained super easy. But I sent out a challenge. I said we will give an on air shout out to the first person who could tell us on our Instagram at I failed Spanish what a false cognate is. And so the winner of this challenge <laughs> is former student of mine. I am so proud. Her name is Tressy. Uh, her Instagram is tressy.chandler, so feel free to give her a follow because she's absolutely brilliant, and this is what she had to say about a false cognate. A false cognate is a word that sounds similar to a word in English but does not translate to the same word. Example, hmm. embarazada. What does it sound like, Michael? Embarrassing. Yep, but it actually means pregnant. So... A lot of the time, it's a classic Spanish fail that you can do. They'll be like, I, like, if you make a mistake, oi, estoy embarazada. Like, I'm so embarrassed. But really, what you're saying to somebody is like, oh, my gosh, I'm, I'm so I'm pregnant. pregnant. <laughs> so, <laughs> love, love a good uh, false cognate. Uh, thank you, Tressie, for good. doing that. And hopefully you're listening. And stay tuned for more challenges because we love doing a shout out whenever we can. All right, Michael, today your lesson is all about our subject pronouns. Do you know what a subject pronoun is, like the concept? A subject pronoun? Like, um, no. Nope. Because that part of my brain shut off in school. Yeah, I hate them. I essentially just explained it as uh, the just way that we rule. rules I, I didn't, I couldn't click with. So I'm here for it now, and that's why we're here making this podcast. So thank you for my, <laughs> thank you. Thank you for patience. You're so welcome. Um, all right, so because this is all about conversational fluency, we don't have to dive into what exactly a subject pronoun is, but essentially... It's how you identify who you're talking about or who is speaking and all of that. We have them in English, just like we do in Spanish. However, when it comes with a verb, often in English, we don't use them. And they're not really needed as much in conversation in Spanish. But we're going to get to that later. So I'm going to read these to you. I want you to tally right now how many you could tell me what they are. And I'll swap back to you in just a second. So we have yo. Tu, el, ella, usted, nosotros, or nosotras, vosotros, or vosotras, 
ellos, ellas, and ustedes. One more time, that's yo, tú, él, ella, usted, nosotros, or nosotras, ellos, ellas, ustedes, and then my personal favorite, vosotros, or vosotras. All right, Michael, what do you know? What sounds recognizable to you? Um, yo, I. Mm-hmm. Tu, you. But it is also, what did we learn last episode? Oh, boy. Or what do we know tu about tu? Oh, it can also be usted. Yeah, so tu is what? Casual or formal? Casual. Casual. Who is somebody you could use tu with? Um, like, maybe my brother. Exactly. Mi hermano. Mi hermana. Hermano y hermana. Es verdad. And when you put those together, because it's a guy and a girl, the masculine form trumps the feminine, and you're going to get mis hermanos. Mis hermanos. All right, so we have el. yo and then um, tu. El. Yep. El, which is he. Love it. Ella, she. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I hear that pronounced as like with like um, a J sound, like Asia. Yeah, I want to say if I am totally accurate, it's going to be uh, Argentina is a country that uses the Ja. So Asia. Oh, cool. cool. Asia. It's just um, a pronunciation. So ella, usted, which we already talked about. Nosotros and uh, vosotros, I, I don't know. Okay, so we'll come to those. And then we have ellos, ellas, and ustedes. Any idea I don't know of what ellos, those could be? No, but ustedes might be a formal, like more than one formal they, respectful they. Okay, so you're on the right track. This is good. If we can talk okay. about the, let's, let's fly through the singular and then focus more on the plural. So we have yo, which cool. means I. So like yo soy de Chicago. I am from Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, we have tu, casual you. I'm going to use that with you because we tutearse, nos tuteamos. Uh, tu eres de Chattanooga. You're from Chattanooga, yeah? Si. Okay. So, tu eres de Chattanooga. El, he, el es estupido. He is stupid. Uh, ella, Whoa. I know. You can start to gossip. Ella es inteligente. Si, es inteligente. Inteligente. In. Yeah, that's that. Oh, it's throwback to our vowels when it's the a, e, right. e, o, u. Right. Way more extended with how your mouth is going to move. And then we've got... Inteligente. Inteligente. I love it. Um, and then finally, we have usted, as you know, is the formal version of you. I'm talking directly to you. Uh, difference between el and ella versus usted. Usted, I'm talking directly to Michael. El, I'm talking about Michael. Ella, I'm talking about Judy Julie. Um, so that's our singular... Those are our singular pronouns. A lot of you guys, if you've taken Spanish and you've failed or tanked it, uh, those are going to be the ones that you remember. Now, if we go over to our plural pronouns, we have nosotros or nosotras. Generally, we use nosotros a lot, and that's going to be we. So as we pause for a second, Michael is often taking notes, but if you're in your car, please don't take notes while we do this. Uh, keep your hands on the wheel, but take a moment to just think through like, okay, nosotros, you could repeat, nosotros. Uh, nosotros is a group of all guys. So if Michael is talking about uh, him and his brother and me, 
Jameson. All three are males, and we are saying nosotros, we somos de los Estados Unidos. We are from the United States. That is all, guys. It could also be, we could throw Julie in there, and it's going to be nosotros as well, because we know that masculine form is going to trump the feminine form, and we're going to have nosotros still somos de los Estados Unidos. We are all boys and girls from the United States. Because anytime, it could be an entire group of all girls, 55 girls, and then Michael walks in as one male, and all of a sudden it switches to nosotros. Because when it's a mixed group, even if it's primarily female or feminine items and objects, that uh, it's still going to go masculine because there's one masculine item, object, person in there. Now, with nosotros... We also have nosotras, but Michael, you can never say that. You as a male can never say it. Do you know why? Got it. Uh, because if I'm ever, well, can I say it if I'm quoting someone? Oh, yeah, yeah, Like if you're quoting. So, yeah. So if I'm using the word, I, I mean, I can't use it because by vi- my very nature of being a male, um, it, would, it would change it to otros. Exactly. Because you are a part of the group. When we say we. Right. The person speaking is saying, hey, I am a part of this group. So Judy, producer Judy, could totally say if she's having girls night or hanging out with uh, fellow female co-workers, uh, she would use nosotras. Um, yeah. Nosotras being we, but it's saying, hey, this is an entire group of solely uh, females. Solely females. Then I'm going to actually skip vosotros because I love vosotros and I'm going to come back to it. But we're going to jump down to ellos and ellas, which pair super well with the terms el and ella. These are the uh, the plural versions of el and ella. So el meaning okay. he, which means that ellos is going to be those men. Yeah, like those guys are they. It's just a masculine mixed group of they. So like masculine they. Yep. So I could say el es estupido, like we said, or ellos son right. estupidos. They you are. You know, stupid. I I do know this now that we are um, talking about it. It's just that when you said it, I misspelled it, and so it looked kind of different. But now that I'm uh, spelling it correctly, I'm like, oh right, this is what this is what that means. Yeah, it's I and speaking on like the whole spelling thing, you can hear things phonetically, and then when you spell them out, it does. There are there are times that it looks so different, so different. Right. Um, all right. So then Good. this is a logical one. If ella is she, ellas, just make it plural, and it's going to be like they, like but they, it's they, but she, so yeah, feminine they, the feminine they. All right, and then we have ustedes, and we know that usted is what, Michael? The respectful way to say you, to address someone um, directly. I love it. Now, ustedes, when we go plural, ustedes, do we have a, like a plural way to say you casually? Uh, in English? Yeah, I mean, based on what we have here in Spanish. Based on the notes we've just oh, taken, is there anything? Otros. Oh, like the plural you. No, actually, I don't know. That's the plural. No, that's they. Yeah, I don't know. We. No, I don't know. I don't exactly. think so. Exactly. Like, we don't have a you guys. Oh, so interesting. When you Whoa. go plural, ustedes okay. is casual or it is formal. It's both. 
So if I'm talking to you and Judy, I can say ustedes and it's casual. If I'm talking to all of my bosses at the same time, it's ustedes and it's formal. Great. Okay. All right. So then, so we have ustedes, but I want to throw a little wrench in it. And then we're going to kind of wrap up because this is the lesson today. Uh, what? I know. We're flying through it. This okay. is my favorite thing. And I have oh, a... Es viernes. Es viernes. I am ready for that weekend. Um we have one more subject pronoun that is only used really in one country. Well, one subject pronoun we're going to focus on. And it is vosotros or vosotras. Uh, same concept of nosotros and nosotras in that the vosotras refers to a group of all girls. This time you can mm -hmm. say it because you're not a part of it. Because vosotros in Spain means y'all. It is the equivalent of y'all, as they say in the South. Because it is casual. Vosotros is the casual way to say you guys in Spanish, specifically in Spain. Okay. The way I remember it, and I got this from a former, I got it from two former students, both named Ryan. So shout out to my Ryans if you guys are listening to this. Uh, the phrase that helps me remember is plain to to Spain. Oh gosh, I botched it. Take your plane oh, to Spain, and then you're going to be with vosotros. So anytime I would say, hey, plane to Spain, and they're like, oh, we're going vosotros. Uh, this is your casual way to say y'all, or you guys, which... Y'all. Y'all, vosotros, or vosotras. Vosotros, vosotras. <laughs> if that's true, then it does change in Spain only that ustedes... Where in the rest of the Spanish-speaking world, ustedes can be you guys, formal or casual. Because we have vosotros, which is the casual you guys in Spain, ustedes becomes exclusively formal in Spain. Got it. That makes sense. That actually was a question that I couldn't quite articulate. Yeah, it's a good one. So there you have it, dude. That is your subject pronouns. We are ready to go now to dive into language. Great. Can I just throw in a, a little random tidbit? Please do. I studied a Cockney accent for a play that I did, and the phrase that we used to train some of these vowels was, the rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. The rain in Spain falls mainly on the plane. And I then like you that. just do that 50 times, and you just really sink into it, and then you were just kind of right there, locked into the mind. Well, and isn't that a great. part of that musical, My Fair Lady, as well? Did they say that there? Yep. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I learned that years after doing the play. Interessante. Um, I yeah. dig it. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Well, okay. So what the vocabulario yes, de semana? To El Juego de Vocabulario. As a recap for those of you guys just joining us, the way this works, I have three or four words that... Michael needs to listen to me say, I will maybe give him a clue, and then he's going to try and figure out what they mean and walk us through his thought process for how he got there. Now, Michael, I will say, there is a, um, there is an extra word this week, which is great. So we're going with four. You ready? Okay, let's do it. The first one that I want to do is something that is required for podcasting. And it is okay. los audífonos. Los audífonos. Los audífonos. 
the headphones. Yes, si, senor. Judy, yes. are you showing these to him? Nope. I have studied language here and there, mainly <laughs> through music and through Latin in those music classes. And it's I... crazy how far it can get you. I mean, you just start to recognize patterns like audio, audio is just sounds like audio. And then I'm like, phonos, phone, audio phone. Okay. Not, you know, yeah. it just, yeah. And then you gave me the clue of the, you know, the context. So maybe don't give me a clue on the next one and, and watch me fumble and stagger. Okay, here we go. Number two. Here we go. Let's try it. Oh, I, like I want to give you a clue and I'm not going to. I'm going to hold my tongue and just say the word is uh, <laughs> zapatos. Los zapatos. Los zapatos. It sounds like zappos, so I've got to say shoes. And oh I know I'm right because it's another word I remember from Spanish. Los zapatos. It's okay. such a cool way to say shoes. We need to switch our word from shoes to zapatos. And that just needs to be the new word. Now, I will say, since I'm annoyed at you because I'm being petty and you already knew what it meant, I'm going to give you another one that's an extension of that. We're going to say las zapatillas. Zapatillas? Mm-hmm. Zapatillas. Well, because I just, I don't know, man, little shoes. So like, um, <laughs> flip flops. <laughs> no, that's a chancla. And speaking of a chancla, my dear friend, Nikki taught me all about the culture of la chancla, which is a lot of times she is a Latina mom likes to get out the chancla if they're not behaving and just chancla them real quick. Whoa. Exactly. Whoa. Chancla. That's your flip flop. Uh, a zapatilla. Well, socks? No, oh, good gosh. Those are calcetines. Wow. Uh, zapatillas are going to be your sneakers. Oh. Sneakers. Yep. So, what, or, so what's the difference between shoes and sneakers? Zapatos can work with really any kind of shoes. Like they could be zapatos, but like zapatillas are specifically sneakers. Okay. All right. Number three is es un adjetivo. Uh, molesto or molesta? What? Molesto or molesta? So it can go masculine or feminine. Molesto, molesta. It is what our podcast hopefully is not, but what a Chicago accent can be occasionally. Hmm. Can you repeat it? Molesto or molesta? What? Well, it's hopefully what our podcast is not. Yes. Annoying? There we go. It's annoying. Okay. Yeah. Exactly right. It and sounds like to molest. Yes. Okay. So not in like not a specifically a sexual way, but just like you know, it's a pest, a harassment. Exactly. So that's why I went with annoying. Exactly. All right. And our final word of the day is el cerdo. Es un animal. El el cerdo. El cerdo. Yeah. Um. Um, is that, what's that first letter, please? C. Por favor. In English, C. C. Snake. No. I just with my gut. No, that's a serpiente. Well, then I'm never going with my gut again. This is your favorite so then... carne. Oh, it's my favorite carne. Is it the pig? <laughs> yes, sir. Si, sí, senor. Oh. Si, sí, senor. Good. 
All right. And it's also one of my favorite animals, so it may not... I'm trying to eat less of it because I just like them so much. I hate pigs, love pork. I could eat pulled pork sandwiches all day. Pork belly? Me mm, too. Delicious. Have you seen a pork mom, like, nursing and taking care of this little piglets, though? Oh. It's the cutest thing in the world, and it's also kind of humbling because they're just huge beasts. Yeah, but then I won't want to eat they're clearly intelligent. Exactly. That's the conundrum, but it tastes so good. I love bacon. Well, I'm a selfish dude, and I like to eat pulled pork sandwiches, so... I will not. I will close my eyes at any farm that I'm at. Okay. <laughs> uh, step in any poo-poo. Exactly. But speaking of that, let's pull over to Judy for our Sabes K of the day. It is Friday. We are ready. And I am so excited about this one because I have a little bit more than I even want to talk about. Amazing. Um, do you know Sabes K means do you know? <laughs> Uh, okay so first of all I want to just say that Michael asked you if you've ever seen a pork mom (laughs) yeah so let's keep that in mind okay so Mexicans do not celebrate Halloween instead they celebrate El Dia de Muertos or the Day of the Dead this is in early November the week after Halloween it's a multi-day holiday Family and friends gather together to pray for and remember friends and family members who have died. But in Mexico and in Mexican culture, this is a celebration. It's viewed as part of the human cycle. So it is a celebration day. And I think Senor has more to say about how people dress up and celebrate and there's parades. Yes. And it is awesome. I love it. It's one of my absolute favorite holidays across any culture that I've studied, experienced, lived in, etc. Dia de Muertos is a beautiful way to celebrate the history of our family, the ancestors that have come before us. And you guys may have seen it demonstrated in the movie Coco, which is a really interesting look at uh, Dia de Muertos. I love it. It is all about colors and bright and joy in remembering just where we come from. And when I was teaching in the classroom setting, I had my students at different levels learn bits and pieces about it. So by the time they got to me in AP Spanish, they were able to do what is called the ofrenda, which is the, it's almost like an offering that uh, Mexican citizens as who celebrate Dia de Muertos usually set up and it honors and respects those who have passed away uh, by putting their favorite foods, putting items that represent them, pictures of them. And you create a little ofrenda for your family so that, uh, as some believe, this was how the spirits of our ancestors could come back for those two days. They had to have the ofrenda set up. Uh, but as we kind of go go into our assignments or challenges of the week, the media assignment being, guys, I'm checking in. Have you actually watched something in Spanish? If not, Coco is a great Great movie you can watch that is family friendly for all on Netflix and you can watch it in well, Spanish. Michael, check in with me. First of all, let me say I'm in love with the Coco. <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> we did and we took your recommendation. We took you up on it. We watched Money Heist. And I will say that I quickly forgot that I was reading. And I also will say that there were moments that, um, and I'm not ashamed to say it, 
um, we needed to rewind because I, we were learning Spanish. We were trying to catch some words in Espanol. Um, and when we did, we would try to break it down and understand it. And then we would have missed some dialogue. So we would rewind it and then start from that spot on. But it was really, it was humbling to see like how quickly they're, they're speaking. Like I, I couldn't keep up at all. And so when mm -hmm. I did catch a word or a phrase, I felt like I had like taken one step, you know, forward on this huge journey that is learning Espanol. So it was, it was very, very eye-opening, if you will. I love it. I love it. I love it. And for those of you who have not started, you still have time because we are still in this week and the challenge for next week does not come until next Taki Tuesday. Stay tuned because next, uh, stay, sorry, stay tuned to our Instagram because that's where I will announce the winners of our Taki Tuesdays. Uh, thank you guys for joining us. We are so excited to have you with us on this journey and if you have not, as I always say, you can follow us on Instagram at I Failed Spanish. Really, as I'm progressing through this as Michael and Judy, as we're all doing this together, we're trying to come up with fun, exciting, interactive projects and challenges. So if you want a heads up on those, join our email list, which is at the link in our bio. Again, at I Failed Spanish on Instagram. And even if you didn't fail Spanish, that's okay. Be a part of this community. And we will see you next week. Adios. Adios. Ayuda is produced by Rock Rising. Follow us on Instagram at I Failed Spanish to learn along with us. Adios. Hasta luego. Hasta pronto. Hasta mañana. Ciao.